Melbourne, I Love Green Guys Letters is coming back home and will be recording live on Saturday afternoon, the 16th of September, 4.15 at Club Voltaire in North Melbourne. Tickets are on sale now and it is an intimate little venue, so they should get snapped up really fast. For tickets and information, click ilovegreenguideletters.com. Hey, you guys, welcome to I Love Green Guide Letters, the podcast where we talk about the letters to the age newspapers, television, and radio lift out the Green Guide. I am Steel Saunders, and I do love those Green Guide Letters! Oh my God, this is like a bizarre dream. I've been on so many flights in the past 24 hours and now I'm at the Exford with all these lights on me and I feel like I have to repent for my sins. So uh, thanks for coming. This is our last Thursday night late show of the comedy festival. And on the way back from America, I only just got back from America today. I was at a Star Wars convention being a proper nerd and I was editing the last late night show that we did here with Tom Ballard and Mel Buttle and uh, Nath. And if anyone was here uh, at that one, you would be surprised as I was that uh, Thelma turned up to this episode as well. Because <laughs> that Tom Ballard got a bit abusive on you, didn't he? Now I know why old people hate the gays. <laughs> They are horrible people. <laughs> Just horrible. But I, uh, I was flying back, and it's a long-haul flight. It's 14 hours, and I always manage to be nice enough to get, like, an emergency seat. Um, so, because who wouldn't you want to rely on an emergency than me? <laughs> I could scream we're all going to die in the perfect pitch. The perfect pitch. I'm actually very concerned about doing the voice tonight. I, I feel like it's going to just make me fall apart. So there's some sizzle not to leave. That's great. So I, was, I had the emergency seat and then I was next to a bulkhead, which is like, a, like the wall thing. That's plain talk, you guys. And the guy on the bulkhead had decided to take his shoes off and take his socks off and then put them up on the wall next to me. Brutal. <laughs> like, I'm fine with the lady's foot, but the man's foot. <laughs> like, women spend all their lives looking after their feet and their toes, and congrats. I've seen a couple of them and they look great. <laughs> Men have taken a different approach. The men's toes resemble the bathrooms downstairs at the Exford, all right? <laughs> it's not pretty. I would rather that dude just flop out his dick for the 14 hours <laughs> than have to stare at his 10 little Chernobylistic versions of them.
But yeah, disgusting. Disgusting. Speaking of disgusting, how about we bring up your little lovers? Welcome back. She is nominated for a Barry Award, which means she's good at sentences that make you laugh at the end of them. It's Anne Edmonton-Tetto! All the way back from episode number one, it's Luke McGregor! Please welcome first-time letter lover... It's Daniel Towns! And when I think of horrible things on stage, I think of our next guest. Surprise bonus all the way from Dubbo FM, it's the Snake Adam Richard! I have no voice, so can Dill laugh for me? He'd be like my substitute laugh. <laughs> no, I went to an Elton John concert and he can't sing high notes anymore and he just has some arsehole in the chorus. When he's doing Crocodile Rock, he goes, Crocodile Rock. <laughs> he just sits there waiting for him to finish. You done? Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't want to do that with my punchlines. <laughs> do the set up and go, Luke? Yeah, just Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Daniel, how are you doing, buddy? You're finally here. Yeah, no, finally. I only had to beg him to get on for whatever. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> you make it sound like this show's fussy. <laughs> <laughs> Hurtful. <laughs> Hurtful. Sorry, I forgot what podcast I was on. <laughs> Just being a cunt to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the cunt cast. <laughs> Welcome, Luke. Thanks. Thanks for having me, buddy. Now, Luke rocked up with his girlfriend. <laughs> yep. And said to me, hey, mate, um, I'm a bit <laughs> unsure. Are we watching Star Wars tonight? Um, I don't think she can stay for the full two hours. I, think we were, I, thought we were watching, I thought we were watching the first Star Wars. But it's actually the fourth one. Oh, Jesus, oh, hang on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, I thought we watching... It doesn't matter which one, you're so wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah. There's no Star Wars. There's no Star Wars. I thought we were going to watch um, uh, the, the Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Six months early. Six months early. Yeah. Premiered uh, at the expert. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like, can you believe it's going to be packed? <laughs> but uh, never mind. I'll still, I'll still stay. <laughs> The look of disappointment on your face when I said, no, I'm just going to read out some letters. You were just like... (sighs) How are you, Edo? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Congratulations on your nomination, buddy. Thank you very much. Which might be an award by the time this goes out. No, it won't. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to be positive. Yeah, living hope. Okay, yeah. yeah. Cut out which other ones are yeah. appropriate. Yeah. Is, it a, is, it a, is it a trophy? Do you actually get a... I'm trying to... Oh, I haven't won it before, Luke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. No, I, I'm from... Me- oh, no, I'm thinking of the... It's a bit I don't of plastic, know what it looks isn't like. It? Yeah. yeah. I think it's a weird... Is it one of Lunig's weird... Oh, fucking... it's one of those anti-vax cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, one of, <laughs> it's one of the deformed children. <laughs> Well, that's what it. Stick. <laughs> that, that, 
that's what every great comedian deserves. Yeah. A plastic duck. <laughs> we had to, we, sorry everyone, we were running late because uh, the best of British were here before us and they're, they're, not, not, the they're, they're not the best at knowing the time. <laughs> But is it really the best, best of British as well? It's the best of British who are in the expert tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Some little, little writing. Yeah, little, little brackets. Little there. extra. <laughs> British people just don't give a shit about time anyway. No. You go to McDonald's over there and it takes 50 Oh, minutes. Jesus. Really? Oh, it's ridiculous. It's like oh. this is fast food. And they just fucking turn around and walk out. That's why, why do you, well, you shouldn't fly to London to get McDonald's, I guess. <laughs> well, I came up after the first time I tried. Um, yes, but I'm just how confusing over there how they deal with time. I met a mate who's like, I'll meet me at bloody half three, so I show up at 1.30. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I wait around for two hours. Half three, I don't, I don't get it. The amount of jet lag I had to fight to get that joke. <laughs> Can someone explain it to me who's not jet lagged, but a bit simple? Half three, and it's 3.30, but I took it as 1.30, because half three is one and a half. Ah! Zing. I'll I'll try to be a bit more over the top. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dill would have got it. He's done a catching. Um, (laughs) Can you you just twist that uh, speaker, like, outwards? I feel feel like it's doing bad stuff to the internet. Like it pointed out Pointing out into the street and trying to fend more people. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it too. Yeah, it what internet? <laughs> <laughs> this exists outside of here. Oh no! I, the the uh, uh, quite a few times out that window. So they have like an open mic sort of thing here on Thursday nights. I have. I've screamed for help out that window. <laughs> In the audience or while on stage. <laughs> That guy doing the poetry about his teenage years again. <laughs> imagine if you, because imagine if you were like you're doing an hour show and behind you is just an exit door mm. and you can just leave it whatever you want. Like I, there'd be there'd be many gigs where I would have taken that option, just walked out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see ya. Yeah. I nearly walked off stage tonight because I accidentally called my dad in a story. My man. Yes. That's oh right. oh wow. Oh. And the, and, the, and the sound guy started turning the lights down. Thanks very much. I can't. That's the version of calling your teacher mum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I was sucks. like, my man. I was like, oh. So, okay, no, but like, preface, what was the story about your dad where he was your man? Um, what was it about? Oh, I was about him getting arrested. And I used to say in, in the bit, but I was. <laughs> Don't you lock up my man! <laughs> <laughs> No, my dad got arrested for tying himself to a tree. That's a whole other story. But I used to say, and I thought it was really funny, but someone had to take me aside and go, that's enough of that joke. Because <laughs> <laughs> I used to say... The president of comedy. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I used to say, oh, my dad got arrested last year. Uh, oh, not for molesting me. They haven't got him for that yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's never enough of that joke. <laughs> and someone was like, that's... Because I kept being like, I feel like I'm losing them. They're like, yeah, it's the, uh, it's the making them think you've been molested bit at 15 minutes into the show. You're, uh, you're emceeing a wedding. To... <laughs> Is that why you think you said, my man? Yeah, you're like, so. In the back of your head, you're going, I missed that molestation, Joe. <laughs> my man. <laughs> it's an awful moment. Keep doing the joke. <laughs> I like I know. it. 
No, well, Barry Award winners don't get fingered by their parents. <laughs> as a rule? No. Not as I a, thought they did. As a joke. For the whole show they might, but not just for one tiny okay, joke. Okay, I get it. I had, a, I had a joke about... Oh, I had a joke about bestiality. Um, <laughs> that's the end of the story. Uh, <laughs> and you left it in it. Was, left it, yeah. it, <laughs> it was... Um, I just... I, I, had this, I had this bit early on where it was about... Um, like, if someone has sex with a puppy... Oh, God, here we go. Um, <laughs> a puppy? Uh, yeah, you are like, not helping the Tasmanian stereotype. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, if someone has sex with a puppy, it's like, that's, that's horrible. That's terrible. But if someone has sex with a lion in the wild, that's a very interesting story. <laughs> like, because the lion could kill you, right? So if right. someone's having sex with a lion in the wild, it's just like, how? <laughs> anyway, you used to slay. <laughs> <laughs> It was so. Is that the end of it? Yeah, that's how I won the. That's how I won the barrier. Yeah. <laughs> it was so weird though when you left the stage and the crowd was chanting "fuck the lion." <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, mm. I got told to move on the other night after a joke. Oh. My show, just a lady in the front row. She goes, "Move on." <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to call it, lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a joke about abortion, pro-choice, and you know she was like, "Move on." And I, move on. What? Move on. And I said, "Right, you're pro-life," and she goes, "Nah." And I said, "So what's wrong with the joke?" She goes, nothing, just move on. And I said, all right, well, the next three jokes are about abortion too. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what it was, because it's, like, it's a very, you know, it's a pretty open-minded liberal. You would think so. Yeah. yeah, she's just like, move on. And then when I did the other two, she's like, can I get a refund? <laughs> <laughs> and you said, said, move on. <laughs> I said, you can, but you've been here for half an hour, so you're only getting 10 bucks back. <laughs> And every extra minute you stay, I'm taking the dollar away. The, at, at the cinema, we used to have a... Uh, I used to work at the cinema, and the, the policy was if you, you could stay half an hour. Right. So half an hour in any film, you get a refund. And no one ever used it except Santa Claus 3. Santa Claus 3? <laughs> a lady come out really angry with her son and goes, that was terrible. And I'm like, it's the Santa Claus 3. Yeah. <laughs> it's not... Anyway, um, it's not really a, something that's right for a sequel, is it? And it's full of, to be fair, it is full of abortion references. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what am I getting for Christmas, Daddy? <laughs> oh, this is taking it. I've got an abortion joke in my show, too. I've got, you should go abortion joke for abortion joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a few around this year. And I never let my parents come to my shows. I did this abortion joke on the TV, which was... Why? <laughs> At the gala. And my poor dad was in the fruit shop. Mum reported this. Dad didn't tell me. Mum rang me and said, your father was in the fruit shop. <laughs> and someone came up and said, well, Anne's had an abortion and she's talking about it on the television. <laughs> and apparently dad came home and went straight to bed. At like 3pm. Oh. <laughs> Your poor man. I mean, oh. Dad. <laughs> oh, my man. Shh. He didn't even know you had been on Quanda. <laughs> wow. And did it get, did the joke go to air? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Is it? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, but you didn't get cut. No, I didn't get cut. Yeah, I've been cut before. Anyway, yeah. let's not go on about that. <laughs> they, they, they decided oh. to keep it. <laughs> oh. The irony. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh, the thin ice I'm surrounded by right now. 
Oh, that's right. This show's on in America. I like that because <laughs> you, you, you did the classic, you know, take a sip of your wine, but then you didn't sip it. You just did the action because you knew it would look funny. <laughs> so we just we got held up because of uh, some going over time. Does anyone have, like, some good going over time comedian stories? Oh, Yes, um, I mean, <laughs> you hyped it up too much by saying good, but it's um, <laughs> your fault. Well, I was the, one of my one of my first like what I considered my first breaks was um, getting to do a room with. Um, I know who you're going to say. Uh, long hair. Oh my Ross god, Noble. Ross Noble. Ross Noble. Oh Jesus! And I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to be on the same bill as Ross Noble, and uh, he was <laughs> emceeing, and I had to go to the toilet. B- b- before you go, I bet I can tell the exact like. I, I know your pain. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I, we had all go, know. I had to go to the toilet, and then he goes, "I'm on in five minutes. I'll wait, and I'll go to the toilet after the gig." <laughs> and then oh I, no. and then I wait. And then it was 45 minutes later, and I was, <laughs> I was crying. And then he goes, "Luke, you're up." And I did like, I did like a minute and a half, <laughs> and I ran off stage and went to the toilet. And it was, it was terrible. I just, I couldn't, because it, it was no. I never knew when he was going to finish. No, no one does. No, no one does. He's still a doing mystery. a show somewhere. And, and he, he still, he still is. He's still doing the same spot. Um, <laughs> and like he was killing, but I just, I, did, I didn't. So I just, I just stood backstage. Was that in Northcote? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I did that gig, and it's at that time to get that gig was like so exciting. Oh, huge, yeah. and, and it was packed and with people that, to be honest. Didn't really want to hear anyone on stage apart from <laughs> Ross Noble. Oh. Yeah. And so you're waiting to go on and you're monitoring your adrenaline and it's going up and down, up and down. And it's, yeah, 40 minutes. It's brutal. I didn't have to go to the toilet because I'm a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever gone to the toilet on stage? Yes. On stage? <laughs> oh, not on stage. Um, in Just a little bit at a time. In, in, <laughs> In, uh, hey, hey when in Amsterdam. I always, uh, once you get, I have, I, have to have a, I have to have a toilet on stage now. Uh, it was um, in Perth. I, I was doing an outside gig at the beach, and halfway through the set, I said, I'm really sorry, I have to go to the toilet, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> and so one of the ladies at the front goes, Just go, just go. And I'm like, Really? And she goes, Yeah, just go. And so I walked around the back of the stage. You walked? Yeah, it's a, it's a porta potty at the back. It was no, I just thought you should have <laughs> gone for a ru- like run, sped it up. No, it was because I wasn't sure. So I was the whole time waiting for people to say to him, I said, it's fine, just go. And so when I, went to the, I went to the porta potty. Did you take the microphone? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I did, and I, I just went to the toilet and I just kept saying, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Did you stand up or sit down? Uh, stood up. Okay. <laughs> How did you manage the hand and the microphone and everything you had There's going on? There's not that on? much to uh, at, at, at one point it was, it was like... Oh, yeah. It was like washing and then uh, and I came back out and uh, <coughs> most people were still there. <laughs> oh, but <man>. not all. <laughs> it would have inspired other... Uriners. Oh, one, one, one lady came up and said, you should keep it in the show. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> the bit where I was off stage. Thank you. In the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a highlight. Yes. 
Mm. That's a pretty ballsy move, though. Like, I don't think I could do that hard. Oh, no. Show, even I, if I needed to. I didn't have a choice. I was, I, I, I was going to wait myself. You just put a bucket on stage like Chrissy Amphlett used to do. Oh, get out. Really? For real? Yeah. She's no, just going to pop a squat. Yeah, she'd just go and squat over a bucket halfway through. Well, she wore a skirt. You know, behind a, you know, behind a drum kit or something and just... <laughs> Well, there's not always toilets back, backstage in yeah. our business. That's true. You can get caught. Sometimes it's not even a backstage. Yeah, you can get caught. <laughs> well, you you were in. We were in the same venue once in Adelaide. You remember that Belgian beer cafe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I pissed myself there. Oh, really? Yeah, because oh, like on stage. Over the floor. That guy oh, he was a cunt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he came and yelled at me because I had I made a joke about the price of the beer. I went, "It's a Belgian beer cafe. The cheapest beer is like nine dollars." He goes, "What was that crack about the beer prices?" I was like. Was a crack about the beer prices. <laughs> <laughs> what are you telling me? They're affordable. <laughs> <laughs> but when you say you pissed yourself, what does that mean? Like slowly. <laughs> I was like dancing a lot, and it was like the room was set up so that I knew if I'd gone to the toilet, like because it was like 15 minutes, and I was like, oh, I think I need to go, but I'm gonna have to do the next 45. And I, yeah, I thought if I leave, they'll I'll come back and there'll be no one here. So I just kept doing the show. And there would be like, you'd, I was dancing around like, oh, I've got to go. And, you know, doing the show like that. I'm not normally that energetic on stage. <laughs> and I was jumping around like a crazy person. And then occasionally I'd be like, oh, piece of way. Uh, <laughs> and just like a tiny bit came out. I was like, oh, that's all right. That, my aunt will catch that. <laughs> what, what type of trouser yeah. were you wearing? I was wearing a black jean. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. And then I started making hilarious jokes that I was so sweaty I looked like Fergie in those photos. <laughs> She was all damp. <laughs> my my favourite story about anything like this, so it, it, it belongs to Edo. What? <laughs> uh, it's not a stage story, it's a date story, and I'm not going to ruin it, because everyone here, if you've seen Anne's work, you've probably heard of it. Oh. It's, just the, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I soiled myself on a date. <laughs> on a date? I maintained eye contact while I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the way you go... It's happening. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You were true. you were on a date and you pulled a dill. <laughs> Has he done it? Too? Well, He's shat himself so many times. Yeah. Really? Like he had so many shit himself stories from last year. That one of them's carried over to this year. <laughs> he, he's going to win the Bory. <laughs> <laughs> How have you managed to shit yourself with your codeine problem? Surely it doesn't no, move. I've, I've, I've done it. I did it on my 31st birthday. I woke oh. up and right, I'm 31, I'm an adult. Oh, fuck, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Mum! <laughs> Nothing says you're a child than washing your underwear in the sink <laughs> in another country. <laughs> Interesting choice to keep them. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm too busy keeping that area clean for fun to <laughs> let anything fall out. <laughs> what a professional. <laughs> <laughs> you never know when you're going to have visitors, Steel. <laughs> Got to always keep your back passage vacuumed. <laughs> in case someone just pops over, knocks on the back door and wants to come in. All right, so now's the time to sync up your videos to this screening of Star Wars. <laughs> How about we love those green guide letters? Yay! Are they still printing the letters? Sorry? Are they still printing the letters? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, well, I check every time stop. I do it to see, to see if the paper's still going. <laughs> so that was a dark 
<laughs> All right. We're going to dip into a quick classic letter. Oh. In, in honor of one of our guests. Oh, dear. This one is from October 27, 2016. And it is titled A Bouquet for Rose Haven. Oh. oh. Delicious. <laughs> 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 to Luke McGregor and Celia Bacola, good luck coming back to the mainland and getting a real job. Hope you can hack it. And hello, Tassie. We don't see you often enough on our screens. Love your work, guys. Rosehaven, ABC, is lovely. And that is from Chris Lem, Box Hill South. That's, uh, I mean, that's lovely. I don't, well, I don't know what to do. kind of negative. Yeah. yeah I feel like we've been on a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, like at first it was like good luck getting a real job, was it? Yeah. On the mainland? Or don't come back? Or, I don't know. I, I, is it a plot point from the show they're referencing? I don't know. Maybe uh, we'll use it. I, I, <laughs> Chuck it in. Are they, am I allowed to be on the mainland? Because I'm, I'm here. So, I should have written a letter. <laughs> I felt confused at the end of it. I was confused, it. yeah. But, I mean, they finished with lovey work, so thank you, I guess. <laughs> Are you hacking it? Back uh, on the mainland? I'm trying my best. Day by day, uh, <laughs> it's, it's that's a real thing in Tassie. Like if you go to if someone goes to the mainland and they come back, they couldn't hack it. It's not because they want to come back to Tassie because it's lovely. It's because they couldn't hack it. So, at any time, anyone went anywhere that wasn't Tassie. Like my friend, um, I'll make up her name. I was about to, I was about to say I was about to say I'll make up her name, then say her real name. Um, Hannah Gadsby. Fanny Fanakapant. <laughs> Fanny Fanaka Pants um, was, uh, that is a real name, no, uh, she went to Europe and when she came back to Tassie, she hid because she wanted people to know that she was back and she couldn't hack it in Europe. So I saw her walking down the street with some shopping bags and I said, I thought you were in Europe. She's like, oh, no, I didn't, it didn't work out. Don't tell anyone, please. <laughs> I'm not. And, so, and then a couple months later, she came out to the group and said, hey, guys, just so you know, Europe didn't work out. <laughs> couldn't hack it. <laughs> She came out. She came out. She came out. She literally came out of the closet and said, I'm back. I'm back. I'm, I'm not in Europe anymore. It didn't work out. And everyone's like, ha! <laughs> it, it was like a real, like it was an embarrassing thing to come back when, surely, we're, when we're growing up. Surely if you wanted to hide somewhere, you'd go somewhere with a bigger population than Tasmania. <laughs> no, no, she was from there originally. She was coming back home. Because right. she couldn't hack it. Because she couldn't hack it. Yeah, yeah, Luke, that's called a joke. Yeah. That's good. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, I'll chuck in a few facial tests. <laughs> I thought you were going to go, you know. I'm so sorry. Yeah, okay. why didn't she try Darwin first? I don't know. I can't hack it. I'm sorry. <laughs> go back. But Luke McGregor, how long ago did you move to Melbourne? Uh, six, seven years now, I think. No, eight. Eight. And you arrived. A plucky upstart. You like there was there was there was a wave a wave mm. of excitement about about young Luke McGregor, the most awkward thing to ever appear on the planet, <laughs> yeah. and we loved it. 
eventually. <laughs> like seven years of... <laughs> I think I loved it immediately. We were thrilled to, to have you. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it was... Uh, yeah, um, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm, I want to, well, right now I want to fold into myself. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, but what was it like? You, you did Rosehaven. You wrote it with Celia and you went back to Tasmania... Oh, I went because back. You to, hack it. I went back to Tassie, thinking, uh, thinking, here we go, local hero returns. Can't no. wait to get recognised. Well, I always think I, you know, I know I've been at this thing all weekend, this Star Wars convention, but to me, like Luke McGregor, like Luke Skywalker, leaves his little town of Tatooine, goes to the big city, becomes a hero, returns. Yes, well, that's what. Like I, the Jedi. I. Th- Thought that was what was going to happen, so I went to there was a, there was like a writing convention or something. It was like a writers' um, festival, and there were they, there was an event on for like um, up and coming Tasmanian writers. And I just thought, I'm a Tasmanian writer, I'll uh, I'll go in and see if they see if they see if they want me, oh see if dear. I can see if I can talk, do a little talk or something. <laughs> it was very arrogant, uh, and so I walked up there and uh, just went through, you know, all the. Bits where you're supposed to sign up, and uh, just said, "Oh, so are you doing a bit of a writer's thing today?" Are they? And they go, "Yes." Are you registered? No. Then you have to leave. <laughs> oh. So uh, no one knows me. <laughs> no one cares. You must have had some people that were excited. Did you have to take around like the article, like from like like TV Tonight, that you were actually filming a show in Tasmania as like proof that. You're not coming back because you couldn't hack it? Uh, yeah, I got... The only time I really get... I get recognised a bit when Luke Warm Sex came out. That was a bit... There was a... Uh, Tasmanians a, love sex. Like mm. people... Like, so they're not having it. <laughs> one lady came up in Tassie and said, uh, I haven't had sex in 11 years. <laughs> Don't know what that is. We're having a meeting. <laughs> is it me? Are they We've doing interrupted a, is a that meeting. An, is that another podcast? <laughs> <laughs> It's a rival me- podcast. It's, it's so know. meta. There's a podcast. It's another podcast. podcast. <laughs> That's We're a studio one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if there's any way you can move those chairs a bit louder, just so. Because <laughs> we're not picking it up on the mic. <laughs> what, if it's a, what if it's a podcast of the Green Guide's Letters podcast? Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> you know what that joke was going to be, though, right? The podcast yeah. about podcasts. Yes. <laughs> it was Lukeception. Lukeception. <laughs> Can we just ease up on the fill-in-the-blank jokes? <laughs> it's lazy. I'm is, that what, is that what Celia does? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> I like, love it when comedians don't get jokes. I rarely <laughs> get it. Especially when it's one of their own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the wrong game. You're in the right game, Edo. Thank you. All right. Now, this one is about... One of my favourite things in The Green Guide. A show... Letters. <laughs> nice, Luke. Yep. Looks oh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, a joke we can all enjoy. <laughs> that Luke knows the end of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, one of my favourite things is letters about... Like, constant letters about a show that I can't find anyone who's actually watched. <laughs> oh. And where could such a show be screened but on our ABC? <laughs> Two. <laughs> 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 it's 
So uh, this uh, year's show that fits that description is Newton's Law. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Haven't seen it. <laughs> Edo, they were filming it at the same time as your show. That's right. It's Elwyn Strange. Yes, correct. I, is that a detective show? I think it's a lawyer show, no, hence New- the law. Newton's <laughs> Law is whatever can go wrong will go wrong, right? Well, that's the law. No, that's Murphy. But what's the show? Um, <laughs> Newton's Law is gravity. Yeah, I know. I was trying to fake it. I think, <laughs> I think it's a lawyer type it's Claudia Carvin in a fucking wig at the courts, whatever. Oh, it's not a wig, I'll have you know. No, when you go to court, you've oh, got to wear a wig. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know. <laughs> How the fuck do I know? Edo rallying the Carvin army. <laughs> Here we go. War... In order. Wow, that was, that was good. Law yeah. in order. I wanted to say the other thing. <sighs> Newton's Law <laughs> is a Thursday night treat. Like this show. <laughs> oh. The ensemble cast is terrific to watch as they deal with highly relevant stories with humour, wit and drama. Last week's show was very nearly stolen by a veteran actor, Lynette Curran, as a fearless and funny volunteer at a hospital where medical staff were treating a young asylum seeker. (gasps) And that is from Lynn Boyd in Brighton East. I didn't hear the letter because I started imagining you doing my eulogy in the voice. Like, oh. <laughs> he lived a happy life <laughs> with him. <laughs> Couldn't hack it. <laughs> he lived as anxiously as he lived hilariously. <laughs> but, but back to the letter. I love Lynette Curran. She's a great actress. Yeah. I don't know who she is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how good's the ABC at just serving up wet? Left-wing shit to left-wing people. <laughs> <laughs> and when does a your show premiere on the ABC? <laughs> August. Uh, <laughs> Edo just kicks back, counting her dozens of dollars. <laughs> but a, a, a young asylum seeker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Like, should they be making, like, funny jokes in front of a medically challenged asylum seeker? Medically challenged asylum seeker. I just made up a new term. Yeah, Medi- medically challenged one. What's wrong? Well, oh, she's in a hospital. Um, <laughs> oh, it's like, what? Lynette Curran was playing a fearless and funny volunteer at a hospital where medical staff were treating a young asylum seeker. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch season one. I'm going to come back to that one. Uh, no, you're not. No, seriously, think okay. about it. Like, how many people have done a gig on the Gold Coast? Like, those people are happy. They're on holiday. They're the worst fucking audiences in the country. But if you do a gig in some shit town where no one's got a job, they love it. Like, Perth, they love it. <laughs> <laughs> they love comedy. I, 
I always, I always wonder, like, if uh, sometimes I think about if I was uh, in jail or on a spaceship that was floating through space and we're all stuck on it, like, how much material I could come out with? Like, how many, could I do a gig? A, could I do a gig a month? If I, in space. If, if in I was prison. just, if I was saying, if I was like in a spaceship just drifting through space, like, could I come up with a gig a month? <laughs> Or like, jail. I like, feel like I've missed something. Like uh-huh. I think he's imagining I've Perth is a, like jail. I've taken it to a... <laughs> but no, how did we get to Perth? <laughs> On a plane, probably. It's too far to walk. So what, what scenario are you in space? I don't even know how I was trying to relate this back to what we are talking about. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so now we've all got something in common. <laughs> As in my head, I'm like, Luke, before you say stuff like this, you've got to think of a link. I'm like, oh, no, I haven't linked it. Oh, no, I'm just now just saying something random. Uh, it's a real, pa- real panic, real panic. Would you like to take a time out to have a piss? Just give me, I'll cut, give me, just do another letter. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I want to know about this. I want to know about your space gear. I was just thinking if you, stu- let's say you're stuck on an island, right? Plane crashes, you're stuck on an island. It's not a lost island, it's a very boring island. Are there people no there? Polar bears. There's people there, there's, about, there's 20 people there. Okay. It's just you and Coconut. Is the island like a prison? Well, it's, an, it's a small island, you're What's, all stuck. Is there prison. anything to eat? Is there a 7 yeah, Eleven? Co- I said there's coconuts. I said okay, there's coconuts okay. on the island. What about if I'm coconut intolerant? <laughs> and how will climate change affect this island? <laughs> yeah, how long is it going to be an island and then it's going to become an atoll? <laughs> What's an atoll? It's like a bit of sand. Okay. First question, you're in trouble. Second question, uh, I, it's, it's, a, it's immune to climate change somehow. Uh, it's, got a, it's got a force field. It's immune. It's been vaccinated. Yeah, my point is, how, much, how, how, how often do you, do you reckon you could do a gig a month? Huh? Ten minute spot. Like how long for? Well, Just no. on like, oh, di- di- I was walking down the sand. I was walking I... down the sand and... Uh... How much, how much <laughs> does yeah, the... We're out. Exactly, we're out. That's all I got, guys. <laughs> how much does the gig on the island pay? Oh, it's no, you're pro- doing it for the lab, Well, you're right? probably going to get a coconut. You're probably going to get a coconut. When you, when you say a gig a month, like you're talking brand new gear, because br- I've been doing the same shit no, no, for I'm fucking 20 years. So. I'm, talking, I'm talking brand new island oh, relevant uh, gear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Once a month. Once a month. Hasn't Ricky lost weight? You know, by the time he hasn't eaten for a while. Ricky's dead. Sorry, I should have. <laughs> I did write, to be fair, I wrote that. That would explain the weight loss. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I could do easy uh, 10 minutes a month 10 minutes for the rest month. of my life. You reckon? Yep, on just, just island, island gear. Just island gear. Ocean, it, fucking, you got heaps. <laughs> you just have 10 minutes on, a, on every marine creature. It'd be like stand-up now. It'd be like, you know, when I do a gig, I'm like, oh, before Tinder, we used to go out on a date. So you'd be on the island going, before this island, remember when we had food? Uh, (laughs) How long did it take to get served at fucking McDonald's in Britain? (laughs) But imagine the talk around the island, just like, oh, man, if you heard Edo's eating gym joke? (laughs) (laughs) Not funny. (laughs) It literally kills. Prison here once during the comedy festival. Oh wow! Oh, it was a juvenile detention centre. Nick Sun organised it. It was for a thing for an a, for an ABC thing. Had a had a go. I, uh, pretty well, <laughs> surprisingly. Damn. It was like me, Nick Sun, uh, Dave Quirk, Ben Elwood. Did you you same gear or did you do gear that was what the what, so whoa 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 whoa. Juvenile detention. Oh, well, it was, it was, it was, and they sent David Quirk. It was, <laughs> was Malmesbury Juvenile Detention Centre. And basically, they were over 18. 
but they were like one step away from going to a real prison. Like, right. So if they broke the law one more time, they're actually going to a real jail. What are the groupies like at a gig like that? <laughs> it, was pretty, it was pretty full on. Like it was, it was really weird. Like we're there, and it's like, do we sit backstage? And I'm like, no, I think we should sit in the room with them because, like, you know, like when they come in, because if we're all backstage, they're gonna think we think we're better than them. So we'll just wait in the room when they come in, and then all these dudes have come in, and it was like really tense, you know, and we're trying to crack jokes. And it was a thing, Nick pitched it to the ABC that was just doing gigs in weird places and that was the best idea out of all of them. Like, because the other ones were like, oh, a train carriage or whatever. But this one was like, no, this is going to be interesting. And then, yeah, we went out there and we did it. And there was about 50 of them in like this little mess hall kind of thing they had. And everyone just did 10 minutes of, 10 minutes of gear. And I, I did pretty well. Elwood did pretty well. And then he started getting angry. As, someone, <laughs> as, he, as does. he does. He's a comedian from Sydney. He's very angry, very ranty. And um, someone at the back just stood up and just chucked a water bottle at him. And then, like, security came and got him out. And then the, God. And the whole thing kind of just went tits He up. was like the Conor McGregor of juvenile comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny because everyone else came back and they were talking about it. Like, oh, yeah, you know, we're doing bloody gig in a prison of fucking pedophiles and rapists and it's like no they're all in there for drug crimes they haven't really done much like the worst thing was a robbery you know what I mean but everyone was trying to make it sound like it was this big did you like scary thing did the same until you'd normally do it a gig or did you mix it up oh man I don't they? have any prison gear <laughs> I just did what I usually do yeah, yeah that, makes, like, that makes yeah. sense I didn't do oh geez, it's a nice day outside yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wish you could see it <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know when you're just walking down the street enjoying... So- oh, fuck. You know when you steal a car and the fucking cops come? You know when you see that copyright law ad at the start of a DVD yeah. and you don't really get it? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't steal a car. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> so, what were the other, what were the other like TV ideas that Nick Sun was pitching? Well, the other one. Well, I don't know how much further. Well, it didn't go any further than that. But it was all just gigs in weird places, and that was the one they found the most interesting. So they went out there and they shot that, like as a not for TV. Ah, okay. Kind of ah, okay. Because they didn't have the budget for McGregor's gig in space idea. Yeah, <laughs> no, they need Richard Branson for that one. I keep pitching. What would be some? I, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I, I'm dying to know. Some Luke McGregor gig in space gear. Gotcha. Here we go. First, first joke. Sex with aliens. <laughs> um, you having sex with an alien in, in uh, you know, on TV before we went out in space? It looked like great. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the, well, this is my theory on. I can't even do it. I can't even do it. It's uh, this is why my space gig doesn't get up. Um, <laughs> This is another bit that I had that never really worked. It was a bit. I, I used to talk about how um, you know, when, uh, in usually when you see sex with aliens on TV, it's like um, it'll be Captain Kirk or having sex with someone who's just a lady, but they've got green skin. Yeah. But it's just a lady with green skin. Whereas I think I'm not sure if they ever depicted Captain Kirk having sex. Oh yeah. Yeah, they did. What about Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, it's it's a lady. Uh, she's an alien, but she's just a lady, but she has pink skin. So you, it's usually just a normal human with different coloured skin. Gotcha. But what, I think what shows Captain Kirk on? Star Trek. Star, Trek. Star Wars. He'll <laughs> <laughs> okay. bash you up. Lord of the, Lord of the, Lord of the Rings. I'll sing myself out. <laughs> <laughs> Did I they wish have... you guys at home could take a look on Steel's right now. Oh, they can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Were there sex scenes? Oh, not really. It was always... It was imp- 60 it was, it was implied. Right. Okay, okay, okay. Lots of Vaseline on the lens, you know. Mm. Is that what they call it? 
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, Luke, go on. No, no, no. I just I, wanted to set the scene. No, any, any chance to not tell this bit is great. Um, cause I, cause I, you know, I basically, the bit was basically about alien STIs. And so there was a guy uh, walking in going, thank you for the sex last night. And then the alien goes, no problem. Just letting you know that the uh, hatchlings will... They're going to jump out of your stomach in a couple of days. And he's like, what? And he's like, they'll, 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 these hatchlings will jump out of your stomach. And don't worry, you don't have to feed them or anything. They have already eaten your stomach. And they'll just run off. You don't have to be their dad. Just let them go. <laughs> and he goes, am I going to die? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> of course you are. And he goes, why didn't you tell me? And she goes, uh, I, I told you to wear a condom and you said, I don't like how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good bit. That's all right. Oh, it's never went very well. That's, that's, that's a long run-up. <laughs> it's a long run-up. <laughs> But then what made it worse That's was the best what made it worse was Edo's advice to punch it up at the end just to go, My dad molested me. <laughs> My man. <laughs> I uh, yes. My man. If I get the Barry on set then I'll, I'll give it to you for that joke. And you have to come you have to you come have up, to and, go tell up and tell it. it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. And I'll hand it over, all right? Oh, oh. I'm so briming a judge right now. Yeah. <laughs> Can, in your speech, can you please thank my man? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting the Barry, guys. Move on. Before we go on... <laughs> oh, actually, never mind. That's all right. Dan wanted to know how much it cost to bribe a Barry judge. <laughs> no, I was going to ask, but what is the green guy? <laughs> <laughs> it's from Sydney. Uh, I'll take this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't just a joke. I don't know what it is. <laughs> It's a, uh, it's, a leaf, it's a lift out that gives you environmental tips. <laughs> a 251 episode callback. Oh, yeah. Wow. Someone's, someone's got Good it. Good on you. Excellent work, Luke. No worries. All right, here we go. This one is titled Broaden the Focus, which is what that lady should have told you instead of move on. Broaden the focus. That is a good... But that would have been narrowing it. No, just talk about other stuff. No, but that that, that would be a great... You know when people do the... um, As they did to you, the like, move on or whatever. Like that sort of really dry, Mm. like sort of sub-heckle commentary. Broaden the focus. Like it's as pricky, but it's hard to respond to. It's just like... Yeah, that's like <laughs> yeah. kind of good advice, probably. Yeah. Like, I just did the old classic after I finished it. I did the other two jokes after it. I said, all right, then let's move on. She's not into it. So, pedophilia. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that, man? <laughs> the worst one of those heckles I ever had was I used, when I, back when I used to do musical comedy and I had this song called The Longest and Worst Song of All Time. Which is about me driving into the city. Oh, I loved that yeah, song. Yeah, it's good. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it went for it went for six minutes, and there was a minute clap solo in the middle <laughs> of it. So, anyway, it was so good. I was doing it to about nine people at the comedy festival, <laughs> and you know, like musical comedy. That's the joke about musical comedy is that you can get a round of applause no matter what. So for normal anything. comics hate musical comedians because they're like, oh, you just do a song and you get. A round of applause. The six-stringed applause machine. Yeah, yeah. So I did that song and went, boom, like, da 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 bang the keyboard, silence. Not a round of applause for a song. And then there was just a long pause and then a woman just went, no. 
Your parents have always been so supportive. <laughs> My man. <laughs> I've, I've had that at the end, uh, at the end of the gig. I had to do 30 minutes of PG stuff. Really? Like just very broad ages in the audience. And I got to my last joke. And I would say at the time it was my strongest joke. Like it was at the end for a reason. You know, and I finished it. And just I heard this elderly lady just go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I had nothing left. There was nothing else at the tape. So I just went, oh, yes, good I like that you had to preface that horrible gig story with the fact that you had a hotel room that night. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's doing well. Doc. Yeah, yeah. I think on this stage I'm probably doing the fifth best out of all. <laughs> You're I'm not even doing a festival. <laughs> so you're winning. Yeah. I'm the least sad person here. <laughs> Mate, so the most depressing heckle I've ever had, it was over in the UK, at one of like, just a really brutal gig in a place called Watford. And I don't know why, I used to always go well there. And then for some reason I just started tanking there because I just got over like the party crowds and the rowdy people that you kind of had to fight. I was okay with that when I was younger because I was like, oh yeah, this is what it is. And then it's like, no, I just want to tell my jokes, just fucking shut up. And it started really well. And then it just went downhill. And I was meant to do 20 minutes and it got to 12 minutes. I got to about 12 minutes. And then someone at the back of the room just goes, come on, mate. And I was like, oh, God. And I did, like, my three biggest closes that I've ever had over my whole career. All of them got absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, all right, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> See you later. Oh, to your hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> In a limo. <laughs> we, we should say, you're not doing a festival show, Adam. No. But you've just started doing a Doctor Who program with Rove. Yes. Which is so sweet. Like, oh, that is like... the best. It's like my dream job. Except it's at the ABC. Um, <laughs> I've worked there before. <laughs> what, what sort of... I, I cannot wait... For the, the letters, letters. <laughs> cannot wait. What oh. sort of what sort of complaints do you envisage? Oh, there's the Facebook page is very active, <laughs> Much and you like have the Spicks and Specks yeah. one used to be because <laughs> you, you have yeah you've got a, a storied history of reading angry people on, on a Facebook. ABC Facebook oh, page. They're very upset about Rove because he's from commercial television. No, How he's... dare he come and do a turd on ABC Two? It's a steaming number two, all of it by itself. People are very angry. And then there's like people who go, oh, this is ridiculous. There's too many jokes in this show. It's like, yes, we're comedians. <laughs> it's but a Doctor Who show with comedians on it. But that's what's going to happen when you do want to show about like something that's so iconic, right? Yeah. Like if you talk about anything that's got such a devout fan base, like <laughs> st- Star Trek with this. <laughs> People are going to get the shit. People are going to get the shit. Like, some shows have super fans. Doctor Who is one of them. Star Trek's another one. Um, yeah. This is so good. Man, I, I, I really hope one day I can come on. Dude, I, I'm, dude, <laughs> I, I'm so happy sorry. that after this gig tonight, you're fucking off back to your hostel. <laughs> I, I got a hotel room upstairs. Right? <laughs> Just so you know, this is the shit. It, <laughs> I actually did my first ever festival show in this room before this room was even decked out. Oh, wow. Like it was just 
bare floors. Dave Thornton was in here after me. And it was just like, seriously, like even the electrics weren't in. Like, none, none, none of this was here. It was just wood. I, I just have to say, I forgive you for your digs yeah, so at I, my nerdum. It's all right. I nerd out over different things, you know. Just mine are a little bit more adult, um, like Pokemon. <laughs> Broaden the focus. Oh, I forgot about her. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, this is very important for all you ABC employees. Yes. Well, Michelle Guthrie <laughs> is reorganising the ABC to make it more relevant to all Australians. She should look at ABC News 24, which at present provides a minimum of real news and endless discussions of ongoing issues, mainly only of interest to the urban literati. Don't you laugh, it's you cunts. <laughs> a more inclusive program would also provide captions regularly for the death all day and not just in the mornings. Well, that was a change of topic. <laughs> and that is from Charles Clark in Alfington. Oh, he just wants to close captions because his initials are CC. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Edo. Yes. You've got a show coming up on the ABC. Yes. What's it called? It's called The Edge of the Bush. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a calisthenics dynasty that's fallen apart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make any judgments before I've seen it. Yeah, don't, yeah. Sure. I've seen it and it is amazing. Hmm. Thanks, Luke. No worries. It does sound like it is catering to the urban literati. literati. <laughs> Calisthenics? No. Calisthenics is... Well, I grew up in Essendon surrounded by calisthenics and I don't think any of those people are reading books. <laughs> There's a lot of sequins, a lot of fake tans, a lot of weird shit going on. But it's not really for them to watch. No, it's for... It is it's for more them. for smug pricks like yeah, us. you're right. <laughs> to laugh at them. <laughs> the uh, the, the un- Ill- badly educated masses... That I couldn't say. So that says a lot about my education. <laughs> <laughs> I, the ABC is so inclusive, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't know if I've told this story, but when I was working on Hard Quiz, like, because I was just working in the office, and someone came down the corridor, and it was well, obviously a woman. She had quite a, a good bosom, but she was bald as a peanut and, like, really old, like an old man face. And I was like, oh, fucking God, who is this weirdo that they've hired at the ABC. Of course this person works at the ABC. Of course. They're so diverse that someone's got to sit across from this person in an office. How amazing. And then she said hello to me and I realised it was Edo in Old Man Makeup. (laughs) (laughs) That is great sizzle for the show. Please thank our guest, Adam Richard. Thank you, Edo. Thanks for having me. Thank Luke McGregor. Yay. And a huge thanks to our new letter lover, Daniel Towns. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you took off your sunglasses and you go, oh, hi, Dill. <laughs> it was I, I, seriously, that, those thoughts all went through my head. And then she said hello and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> It was the boobs that gave it away. Yeah. 
<laughs> Adam Richard, where can the good people of the internet find you? Uh, Sunday nights on ABC2 or ABC iView or at Adam Richard on Twitter or AdamRichard.com. Oh, just fucking Google me. Although don't, don't Google me because you'll find <laughs> Adam Sandler and, and Calvin Harris above me. And, and all good plugs for a TV show do include the name of the TV show. Hoovians. Okay, great. I don't like saying it. I hate being called a Hoovian. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've been called worse. <laughs> Daniel Towns, yes. where can we find you? On the internet or other festivals? Well, you can find me on the internet, but you need one of those tour browsers because most of the sites that I'm on are a little bit... <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Twitter, Facebook, all, <laughs> all the regular ones. Instagram's just my name, Daniel Towns, NES. Nice. Luke McGregor, will, when, when, are we getting a second season of The Rose Haven? We hope so, but I haven't been able to crack any champagne yet. No contracts or... <laughs> I, 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 we, we would like to, but we don't have anything... Uh, we don't know yet. We don't know. You'll never know. All right, well, hopefully. Yes. We ever have any more lukewarm sex? Uh, Off camera uh, But no There's nothing else I don't know what else to cover uh, uh, You know it all now don't you Yeah I know everything I know every single move Uh, No I don't know Probably not Is my thinking Uh, Well obviously We'll be releasing a uh, uh, Nintendo Switch game Uh, (laughs) So Using the Joy-Cons Keep your eye for that well, no one did it. I, I, last time you were on, I was desperate for someone to um, upload episodes of your show onto RedTube. I, I would just... Of lukewarm sex. Yeah. Probably just, they probably didn't. They just got no hits. <laughs> <laughs> they looked too professional. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is fake. Barry, award winner or loser, <laughs> will edit it later. <laughs> Leaving all the options open, Anne Edmonds. Yes. Uh, are you touring after this? Where yes. can the good people find your unique brand of Bullshit. hilarity? Um, I'll be at the Giant Dwarf on the 12th and 13th of May in Sydney for the Sydney Comedy Festival. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, other than that, I'm on the Facebook and the Twitter and all them. Yeah. We've got one more live green guide. It is this Saturday. At 4pm, hopefully you guys can all make it. Thank our Green Guys letters one more time. I am Sia Saunders and I do letters. Thanks. Hey, you guys. I hope you enjoyed that super fun late night live podcast at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival with the crew. Sadly, for some reason, Daniel's microphone didn't uh, pick up on the recording very well. Very weird, the setup there with the different feeds. It sounded fine over the mic, but uh, I tried to enhance it where I could. So save, save your tweets saying that his sound was off. I know, I did my best. I still think the episode was pretty fun to listen to. We had an awesome time. Uh, Those late night shows were tremendous fun. So uh, if you'd like to see them back uh, next year at the festival, let us know. Get on Twitter. Or uh, we also have the uh, the new Facebook group, the I am on Facebook and I do love Green Guide Letters, where you can chat 
with other Green Guide letter lovers. So just search for that on Facebook. And uh, this is our second week of having a Patreon for I Love Green Guide Letters. Thank you to everyone that has signed up. For You can sign up for $1 if you just want to help continue the uh, production of the podcast because I've been doing this for quite a while. Uh, it does take a lot of time. It is so fun. I love doing it, but I need to make sure that my time is covered because I've got a family to provide for, a cat to feed, a wife to wife around with, you know, so I've got to pay the bills. And uh, Patreon gives everyone an opportunity to pay a little bit that hopefully will add up to a decent bit. So content creators can keep making their sweet, sweet content. So we do appreciate everyone that has chipped in $1 and uh, continued the production of the podcast. But if you'd like something in return for $3, you enter the content club and you get exclusive access to an RSS feed that contains every episode of I Love Green Guide Letters ever. On the free feed on iTunes, we just leave up the last 25 episodes because we save for the back catalogue for the good people that are helping us continue. And $3 a month, that's not bad value for having an episode every week and then this entire huge back catalogue, 250. That must be probably about 400 hours you'll have to get through. And people are having an awesome time tweeting me with highlights from all these old episodes. Some people are going, they're just like picking out episodes. Like I know a few people are just going for Ash Williams episodes, finding out the history of Ash and uh, listening to the first ever episode when I met Ash again. I would met him once before. It didn't work out very well the first time I met him. But when Ed Cavalli brought him to my hotel, room in LA and then magic was born or other people are going right back to the start to Luke McGregor and Harley Breen and I know Emily Lind from New York commented she couldn't believe that we got to a letter in get this you guys four and a half minutes four and a half minutes we got to our first letter we were so young and naive, you guys. So young and naive. But yeah, for $3, you get access to all 250 episodes. Um, it's really easy to paste the link into your podcast app of choice so they all load in to where you normally listen to podcasts. And then there's little bonus episodes that we're adding in. We're doing the after letters, which during these live ones, we don't have after letters. But there's a few on the ones just before the festival where we take questions from the listeners and we do a little after show and ask our guests either life questions or references from previous episodes they've been on. They generally go for about a half hour, an hour, and it's a total different type of thing. It's a lot more, I don't know, chilled back. Just the We're just kicking back on the after show, you guys. It's a great time. But... Um, it does fill my heart with much joy, all the people that have already pledged and um, want to see the show continue and are happy to chip in three bucks a month to do that. So you can check that out at patreon.com forward slash I love GG letters. That's it. I love GG letters. 
Yeah, that's it. And there's a link on ilovegringogatters.com. So uh, that is great. If you want to support the podcast in a non-financial manner, we always appreciate it when people retweet the episode announcements. That's super helpful. Sharing them on Facebook is awesome. And getting on that iTunes and writing a sweet five-star review. We didn't get a single sweet five-star review the week of our 250th episode, you guys. I don't know what message you're trying to send me. But um, writing the reviews does bump us up the rankings. It vouches to other potential listeners that we're doing good stuff. And as my sad declaration that we didn't get any reviews in the uh, week of our 250th episode does display, it also makes the host of the podcast feel loved. So log on to iTunes and uh, write a sweet review. That'd be great. That'd be super cool you guys. And if you enjoy the live Steel Wars episodes, I highly, highly, I insist, check out uh, episode, Steel Wars episode 132. It's live at the Comedy Festival and Xavier Michelides, who's just one of the funniest people I've ever met, he's back doing his George Lucas character. So, for an hour and a half, he's doing George Lucas. We've got Nick Maso Mason. You know him. He's an internet celebrity. He's a tram driver. And that lovable scamp, Jonathan Schuster, joins us. But Xavier, he's so funny as George Lucas. He really reveals some of George's deepest, darkest secrets. If you are not a total Star Wars person or a Star Wars person hardly at all, I would still recommend checking this out because Xavier's character at work is, it's its amazing. It's so good. Um, again, thanks everyone that supported us on Patreon. Thanks to everyone that listens. I deeply appreciate it. Making these podcasts, it, it fills my heart with joy. You guys know I'm a slave to that sweet, sweet content. But now, I guess, all there is to do is to wait things out for that. Secret show. I just find it amazing that this Mr. Black people that are Mr. Black well, yeah. Mr. Black yeah, the three people that are fucking taking the piss out of it. <laughs> when you Mr. Black there you will feel the same. I uh... I think I'd just be grateful. <laughs> <laughs> You mean like Mr. Black? Mr. Black. Uh, oh, <laughs> low blow. Oh, <laughs> God. Mr. Black and Mr. Black. <laughs> God, a bit of a. Mr. Black. Mr. Black. Mr. Black. Rift. <laughs> I've been to six of them. Six abortions. Yeah. Isn't that a depressing place to sit Oh, Jesus Christ. Of, of the same, of like six... No, different... Pa- you know, it's always the gay best friend was like, yeah. I don't want him there, I hate him. Yeah. You know, it's a very hormonal and emotional time. Mm. And I went... The first time I went, I didn't realise what the place was because I'd been to the same clinic uh, about a, a two or three years earlier with my mum... And she said it was for something. I don't know what it was. <laughs> Some procedure she was having. Shit. I was 19 at the time. So there's my 45-year-old oh. mum. Oh. And I, I've walked in and everyone's like looking at me like this. 
<laughs> what is going on? Why is everyone looking at me like this? And then there's all these teenage girls crying. I'm like, this is the weirdest fucking clinic I've ever been to. <laughs> and then two years later, went with a friend of mine to get a, a, a termination and went, oh, that's why everyone looked at me when I was with my mum. Like, I was weird. Like, I'd gotten her knocked up and she wasn't my mum. <laughs> So this is taking a turn. Yeah. <laughs> the weird thing was, my the, the friend that I went with, she was still a bit doolally from the anaesthetic. When she came out, walks out into the room full of crying teenagers. Like, everyone is sad. She walks into the room and she <laughs> Sounds like a me. Frenchie gig. <laughs> she goes, look at me. It's the new me. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's been at a weight loss clinic. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, how about them green cards? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should. Uh, we should start. We should start recording. Yeah. We should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they've they've had enough of this. Yeah. Now. Oh, okay. Quite often during a show when you're doing comedy and people walk out, it's like an insult. Mm. But at other times, it's a gift. (laughs) (laughs) Why did did they leave? Excellent. Not sending any angry texts after this show at all. (laughs) Serenity now. Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them listen to this show, Daniel. We've hit to hear their letters read out. (laughs) We have hit many hot topics tonight. (laughs) Well, you would do it at fucking midnight. I, I, you know, the thought I had when I was dressed as as a man was, um, so I dressed as I dressed as an old man in this show. I was like, "There's got to be." Oh, no, I should have started this. <laughs> <laughs> can we press? Do we have to have this in this there? This can go in the Mister Black. Section. Anyway, there's got to be a small minority of people in the world that this is their sexual fantasy. <laughs> and Mister Black. With a pl- Mister Black. Hey. Luke's getting excited just now. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I mean, if you, if you check my Facebook status, uh, <laughs> that's one of the rules. Of so the there's got to be right. five people out there in the world. That's yeah. their dream. I always wonder if there's a, a fetish or an OCD that's like useful. Like all my OCDs are really unhelpful. But if you had like a fetish or something where it's just like, oh man, I love having sex and eating broccoli. <laughs> like that would just be. <laughs> That's just a great. That's a great. That's a great help to your lifestyle. You know, you're getting your broccoli goodness and uh, and the sex. Obviously, Mate, I'm sure it exists. Maybe I'll yeah, just, it must do. Maybe I'll just try and get sexually attracted to broccoli and I'll eat more of it. Because uh, right now it is. Uh, you don't like broccoli. Anyway, that's uh, sorry. That's my fault. All of that. No, no. <laughs> Oh, I, I should I should just answer your question. Yes, it does have to be in there. <laughs> Seriously, I was in a meeting the other day and it was a schmozzle. Like, everything was hideous. There was a bit... We were sat there for, like, an hour and a half. We're like, why are we sitting in... Mr. Black. Gone, Should we be doing something? Like, can we, like, move this along and get do some stuff? And I went... I turned to him and went, 
this is your first time at Mr. Black, isn't it, mate? And he's gone, yes, I went, this will happen more. <laughs> I uh, would just like to say, I love Mr. Black. Thank you. <laughs> me too. Yeah, me too. So edit out what I said first. And <laughs> <laughs> then just chuck my over. Uh, nice. Yeah, I wasn't oh, so actually not supposed to, to say bro. that. We have to edit that out. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, which bit? That, that's, that it's on. Mr. Black. Edit out. It's on. It'll be on. Hey, I'll listen to it again. That'll be on my. <laughs> oh, my show. That'll be on later in the year. <laughs> do you have to do much acting in your show? You should just put that in the middle of somewhere totally random. <laughs> oh, my show. <laughs> just edit it every four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> If someone's going to have a fetish for Edo dressed up as an old man. There's, so, a, there's an episode. <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of people out there with a McGregor fetish. Well, uh, hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> I'd love to know. That, actually, I don't want to know, but I would love to think that you giggle like that during sex. <laughs> you said that so sleazily. Yeah. I would love, so I would love to know if you... Giggle like that. <laughs> it's, uh, I just love his giggle in that, like that oh, yeah. No, it's mostly it's mostly uh, high fives <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, screaming into the mirror. You're, you're <laughs> <laughs> you never miss a high five in the mirror. That's true. That's actually very. That's actually quite profound. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It is. It's really powerful. <laughs> there's a show title yeah. right there. Yeah. It's really that's, that's, that's something. Uh, that was a really special thing, Adam. 